If this is your first time joining me on the show, I want to say welcome and thanks for you sharing your time with me. In the previous episode, we talked about learning how to see your life as God sees it so your life can be driven by foundational truths and godly wisdom. In today's episode, let's talk about three simple truths you must connect with if you truly want to live a life that is well-lived. The first simple truth says that God sees you not as you are, but as you are destined to become. God is always looking at the completed version of your life in Jesus Christ, not your incompleteness that you struggle with from day to day. Many of us struggle from day to day with our shortcomings, our weaknesses, and our frail humanity. And of course, in the book of 2 Corinthians, we find one of the greatest builders of the Christian faith struggling with challenges that came into his life. The Apostle Paul had asked God on more than one occasion to rid him of that thing which plagued him in his life and ministry and give him rest. And God's response was simply, my grace or my favor, my loving kindness and my mercy is enough for you. It is sufficient against any danger and it enables you to bear the trouble manfully. God said to him, for my strength and my power are made perfect. They are fulfilled and they are complete. And they show themselves most effective in your weaknesses. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and 9 from the Amplified Bible. God knows you can be courageous and you can withstand any challenge in your life. He knows that there is really more to you than meets the eye. He knows who he has ordained you to be even before you left your mother's womb. Therefore, He's not surprised, he's not dismayed, or he's not disturbed at the fact that it will take you time, wisdom, and guidance to step into your rightful place as victor and champion of your life. As a matter of fact, he is excitedly awaiting your dependence upon and your trust in him to take you there. The Apostle Paul understood this and he continued his statement by saying, Because your grace, God, is sufficient for me and your strength is shown in my times of weakness, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and my infirmities that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over me and I may dwell therein. Now, Paul wasn't saying that he will constantly live a life of weakness because he knew that God's power was able to sustain him, but rather he was simply admitting that he knew his true strength and ability came from the Father and that he could rest in God's strength to walk in victory rather than his own limited frailty. The point is that God knows exactly where you are in every area of your life right now and he sees you not as the world and others may see you from the outside. Then draw an incorrect then draw an incorrect conclusion about who you really are inside, but God sees you perfected and whole in Christ Jesus. Now, it's just up to you to accept God's perspective of your life and ask his spirit to help you to walk daily along that perfected path in Jesus Christ. So the second truth says that God calls out to the greatness inside of you because he's aware of what he has deposited within you. God chooses to call out to the champion in you instead of the coward that often surfaces because he sees and knows that the champion is who you really are. 
God is fully aware that many times in our lives we act and we live the way we do because we haven't fully learned how to walk in our true status as victors and overcomers in Jesus Christ. When the angel called out to Gideon, even though he was hiding in a vine press threshing wheat, the angel did not address him as Gideon, the sniveling coward. He addressed him as Gideon, the mighty man of valor and bravery. Why? Because the angel also saw the real Gideon, the one that God had created him to be. He looked past all of Gideon's flaws and weaknesses, and he called out to the mighty warrior that lay dormant inside him. This is why you need to walk according to God's outlook and perspective for your life. Because he sees and he knows your destiny long before you even get a clue as to where your life is really headed. When you view your life from God's perspective, even with your limitations, you start living like the great one truly resides inside you. You approach your life with the mindset that indeed you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength and courage to perform every task. And this is a winner's position. The third simple truth says that God expects you to talk like a winner. A classic example of this can be seen during God's conversation with Jeremiah, who was giving God an excuse as to why he wasn't qualified to share God's message. Jeremiah said, but God, I'm only a child. So God's response was, do not declare to me that you are but a child who is inadequate and incapable of the life assignment I'm giving you. You will go to whom I will send you and you will speak what I have told you. Now, doesn't that sound like an authority figure that really knows who you are and what you are capable of? It sure does. God is the highest authority figure in your life. He is your creator. In essence, God was telling Jeremiah, I don't want and expect you to continually discuss your weaknesses, your inadequacies, or what you don't have in your life. I'm fully aware of them all. Your words are powerful and they create your reality. So I want the words that leave your mouth to represent where you are going in your life, not where you have been. I want your words to represent your future, not your past. I want your words to represent your victory, not your failures. In the same way, God expects you to discuss what you believe you can have, what you believe you can and will do, and where you believe you can go with your life. God loves it, especially when you discuss your dreams and your plans that can't possibly be completed without his help, because he wants to be involved in your dreams. He wants to be involved in helping you achieve and accomplish those special things that are in your heart. And guess what? Many of those special things in your heart, God has placed them there himself. One day, I was sitting watching a television program on the BBC network that took its viewers on a journey showing poor kids around the world that were suffering in different nations. Many hadn't eaten in days and were malnourished. Many were sick with different diseases because they lacked proper medical care. Many were illiterate because education was not available to them. And many lacked a stable home and an environment to grow up in because they had lost both parents and were living off the streets exposed to the elements. As I sat there, the water began flowing from my eyes as if someone had suddenly turned on a faucet in my head. My heart felt like someone was just breaking it into tiny pieces and there was a flood of compassion in my spirit for these poor helpless kids. Now, I could identify with some of their pain because I've had some difficult days as a kid myself, but something about this compassion I was feeling was different. It was at this point that I made a decision to 
to create a nonprofit foundation that would help kids in third world countries with education, medical care, housing, food, water, and give as many of them as possible an opportunity to have an environment that allowed them to simply have a decent childhood. You know, who knew what these kids would become or the significance and the impact that they would have on the lives of others or even the world? Nonetheless, I wanted to be part of something as awesome as this. So as I sat there, it dawned on me, I had no funding. I had no idea how to develop a nonprofit foundation. I had no clue as to what to do in being able to reach out to help this group of people around the world. I didn't know who to talk to or where to start. And this whole idea was much, much bigger than me. All I knew was that this was one of the things that I wanted to do in my lifetime while I was alive. Now, here's what I also realized. I didn't put this idea into my own mind. To me, it came from somewhere else. I realized that this, for me, was a God-inspired idea. This was something God wanted me to partner with Him in doing in the earth. I was getting the opportunity to partner with the Creator of the universe and to join the ranks of many wonderful people out there who are already working to help God fulfill His dream for poor, underprivileged, neglected children in the earth. This was truly awesome. I was getting a chance for a new perspective of life, one that brought more meaning, happiness, and significance into my own life because I was doing something with God. God was reshaping my perspective and exposing me to a life that was truly worth living, a life that truly mattered. I found that your life becomes more exciting as you allow God to really begin enlarging your vision for living. God gets excited as you begin living according to a simple proclamation that says, I can do this, I will do this, and I can do anything because of the strength of Christ within me. He gets excited because now you are giving him an opportunity to prove what he can do with your life. Like Jeremiah, many times we spend too much time looking at our weaknesses, our limitations, our shortcomings, and sometimes we are hindered in our lives because we believe that God somehow disqualifies us from an abundant, blessed life because of our flaws. But that simply does not reflect what Jesus said about us and our lives. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, he came because we were not living the full life that God had so graciously prepared for us. And the Father's love was so amazing that he wasn't satisfied with allowing us to continue living beneath the wondrous position that he had prepared for us before the foundation of the world. The truth is that you are really free to explore life in Christ. You are free to explore what you can accomplish, how far you can go with your dreams, your passions, etc. You are free to experience a life that truly matters, but it is much easier to do when you view your life from God's perspective. Now, isn't God's grace an amazing thing in our lives? In the next upcoming episode, we'll take this discussion a step further as we talk about the three simple steps you can take right now for walking with godly perspective every day.